Hello and welcome back to Delta Venture. I want to start by saying thank you for being patient with us during our hiatus from production, and thank you for coming back to enjoy our show. In this episode, we are interviewing Mushmouth of Touch Biloxi, talking about his musical project as well as gaining insight on his independent film production. So, without further ado, let's once again settle in and enjoy. boys right no that's um that's craig craig is a bot for discord that allows us to record <laughs> hello craig right I, I try to treat him like he's a person yeah you got to because when they you know rise up against us they'll remember oh yes they will when the discord bots rise up <laughs> against us true true so uh to start tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself well, um, I go by Mushmouth, and I do a music project called Touch Biloxi that I've been doing for about a decade now. Um, I've got a bunch of albums. My latest one was Sing Siren, which is a mostly rock effort, but I like to do, um, uh, I like to run the gamut of genres. Uh, like I've done rap, electronica, acoustic, of course. I have an effort coming out. Uh, I have two efforts coming out, a couple of EPs called Odds and Ends, Odds being a rock focus effort and Ends being a more hip hop focus effort. And I also have a uh, short film come, coming out called The Last Letter. I know you had mentioned that uh, Touch Biloxi was sort of all over the place. Um, Absolutely. What really inspired you to to make just various different types of music under the same name? Well, when I was growing up, I mean, I, li- I listened to a lot of music. Like my dad uh, raised me listening to classic rock. They got me into a lot of, um, you know, like Led Zeppelin, The Doors, that kind of thing. But when I was growing up, my peers all listened to hip hop, you know, so... Uh, things like everything from radio rap you know like Ja Rule and Fat Joe and things like that to more uh slightly more underground things uh and old school I'm a big fan of the West Coast movement uh you know Tupac and um yeah Nate Dogg and all that great set of sounds they had back then but uh what inspired me to do it all um as one person was I found out as a you know a small teenager that Nine Inch Nails was just Trent Reznor and that yeah. blew my fucking mind, man, because I was like, no way, no way this dude is doing this all himself. But then I started learning about how recording software works and overlaying and things like that. And I was like, shit, man, I could do this. And here I am. <laughs> cool. So how did you get your start in making music? When was it? When did it all start for you? I was either 15 or 16 and um, I had downloaded Audacity and I just started recording whatever i could think of over like a webcam mic man seriously in fact the like the first two touch Biloxi albums are uh they're terrible demo quality and a lot of it was recorded on a shitty webcam mic and uh through that sort of trial by fire i had to learn a lot about like post-processing and mastering and, and stuff like that to make that even sound half passable but yeah as time went on i acquired better equipment and accrued new information about uh you know my programs and everything yeah no, I love Audacity. It's um, it's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's great. I love open source softwares like that that are just absolutely. I even like I like when I'm writing lyrics. I use Open Office, like things like that. I'm a I'm a I wrote a dissertation in college on uh, open software that I think is somewhere on my Facebook. Talk a little bit more about this short film. What's um, I mean you you're obviously into the music production. Absolutely. Why why go make a, a short film? 
Well, I've uh, I've shot a couple of music videos to varying degrees of quality and success, but uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to do more more than just music. I love music, but I love being an all around artist. Like uh, I've always written. I have a novel I'm working on slowly but surely. But uh, the last letter, uh, the movie I have coming out came about by a want to adapt Nikolai Gogol's Diary of a Madman into uh, visual media. And um, for those who are unfamiliar, Diary of a Madman is a sort of Russian absurdist uh, short story about just a man's descent into madness through the telling of a diary. But um, it became more of its own thing with its own themes and ideas. And I'm really proud of how it's coming out. We actually shot the footage a couple of years ago now, but we've been focusing our editing techniques, trying to get the soundtrack right, really trying to make it all pop and look good, you know? I've always had sort of a, an attachment to making film. I've had several failed um, YouTube ventures. I would love but... to check some of that out. It's, it's only failed so far with YouTube. It might pick up in five years. You never know, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, mostly it was just uh, GoPro cameras that I I strapped to my uh, my truck when I went off road. But oh hell yeah! I mean, like it's it's just single point of view, zero editing with like some music laid over it. <laughs> Still though, man, you like doing off roading? Like that's a uh, that's exciting footage. I'd watch that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a big audience for it on YouTube. It's like it's like diver like skydivers and ocean divers. I love watching like point of view cams of that. Oh yeah, no, seeing their point of view in like the open ocean, which is just yeah. absolutely massive, is is always interesting. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, and living in Biloxi, you know, it's, uh, always love the ocean, always have. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> you can just you can walk out into that son of a bitch. Uh, speaking a little bit more about the um about the last letter, I wanted to mention um it also it co-stars uh. My wonderful, amazing, beautiful girlfriend, Cheryl Bowen of uh, Classy Productions on YouTube. She also happens to be doing the edit and it's coming out fantastic. I could not have done it without her. Uh, the soundtrack, uh, which I decided not to handle because I'm, I'm acting in it and, uh, and I was directing it and everything. But the soundtrack has been done by my good friend, Gray Brother, who you can find on SoundCloud. And um, we had help with the camera work from the always amazing Chris Carmen who has done some work with uh, Crazy Ant Farm Media. Shot the footage a while ago now. Yeah. So now you're just moving into editing. What so far has been like the greatest challenge with making the, this project happen? The overall edit has been the challenge. And we, we've actually, we've been working on the edit for at least a year, like a good bit of time now. And it's because we had a lot to learn. You know what I mean? Like we had a basic understanding about like how Premiere worked and everything like that. But, mm -hmm. um like learning how to like color correct or how to match up sounds doing the audio engineering has been a big challenge because it's so different from recording music you know yeah. you have to really line sounds up really make sure they look and sound natural to the movement and everything it's it's been quite a challenge but um cheryl's been doing the brunt of that work and she's an absolute professional she's just been doing amazing yeah, always getting into something when you start is is pretty intimidating. And oh uh, yeah, especially when it comes to editing. Editing is such a time-consuming process, no matter what you're doing, whether it's music or or video or even you know podcast producing. There's a lot of Absolutely. like little small nuances that once you figure it all out, it, it all comes together, and it, it's just amazing. Um, and we're we're still getting that experience too, because we're passing back and forth edits right now. But it's like every time it gets a little better, and it's just oh, like it's like 
I fall in love with it all over again every time a, a sound is done a little better or a cut is done a little sharper, you know? Mm -hmm. Are you guys doing any visual effects or is it all just pure film? There's a little bit of special effects. We did use a green screen for one shot and there are some, um, well, there there are some things, but it's, uh, it's pretty low budget. So there's not a, a lot of intense visual effects that were done with post. A lot of it was done in camera. Like we have some shadow work. I think that is very interesting. That turned mm. out really well. Do you have any plans to go any further with uh, with like movie making? I certainly hope so. Um, once we get the last letter done, I'd like to submit it to some film festivals, see if it gains any traction. But I certainly have uh, other scripts and other ideas that I'd like to uh, put to paper and then to film. I know the what is it? The Sundance Film Festival is a pretty big. Mm -hmm. They do they do indie films, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, I actually I was inspired to submit it to uh, uh, to the circuit, uh, uh, you know, like the film festival circuit, because uh, Alfred Ward from Mobile, Alabama is a short filmmaker. And uh, Tony Arnold from uh, uh, here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast is a short filmmaker. And they've uh, they both had honorable mentions and uh, things like that. So it makes me feel like I could actually get a little traction. You know, it's good to see other people succeeding because it gives you a a bar to shoot for yeah especially when they're in the same like general geographic region as you absolutely and by the way they're uh alfred ward and tony arnold their films are great anybody listening go check them out <laughs> so have you been taking any like learning points from them have you gotten in touch with them absolutely um tony actually uh has a uh, a musical project or 200 uh the main of which is called ghost Goth uh <laughs> ghost Goth coast goth community center formerly sisters uh with three s's in the middle and he sort of invented his own genre called coast goth that i just love it's sort of like a form of synth wave but mm. it's um i don't know it's, it's very lonely very melancholy and i love it and i'm hoping to dabble in it eventually it's very goth yeah yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool the way he describes it is uh being able to see the beach from your window but not being able to go outside and Alfred Ward actually does, uh, he does stand-up comedy and other things like that. And he's just one of the funniest fucking people. <laughs> Definitely check him out. Yeah. So, touching back on your music project. Sure. I know you do, you do the variety of genres. Why do you think people tend to relegate themselves to one genre? Like, I know I have friends who they will only listen to music mm -hmm. that is like rock and roll or heavy metal or people who only listen to electronic music yeah. whereas such as myself i listen to a variety of things i mm -hmm. i've been known to go through phases where i'll listen to only country or rock and roll really mm -hmm. obscure stuff uh really heavy metal underground things like that but what what do you think is the point to relegating yourself to one genre versus expanding your horizon well, I think the answer to that is twofold. You got the listener and the um, the musician, obviously. And I think for when you get to the listener, it's obviously a choice. It's a issue of preference. You know, some people, for whatever reason, just don't take the certain genres, and that's you know that's fine. But for the musician aspect of it, I think there's this big um, aspect of like we all want to make it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we look towards the genres we like in the band that make it within those genres to emulate so i'm sure there are a lot of people that are playing one genre because they hope 
being able to play that music will launch them to a success where they can then experiment you know that kind of thing mm. i mean it's hard enough on the <laughs> indie circuit without uh sort of a polished point to your sound you know what i've noticed is that people who are a lot more creative tend to have an expanded horizon uh like <laughs> thank you i'll myself, take that compliment I, <laughs> <laughs> I i dabble in a lot of different things i, I like to do woodworking i do oh, computer nice. things and uh some art here and there and i listen to a immense variety of music mm. whereas like certain people that i've be, been acquainted with that only relegate themselves to one particular genre they yeah. will typically not have too many other focuses like say i have a friend who's into like punk rock music mm. and he only does like painting oil paint arts versus yeah. somebody else who would listen to a lot bigger variety of music they do a lot of things so i think there's something to be said about how their horizons expand in other things sure. and how they what music they enjoy absolutely and um like for me uh it's always been fun to see what other people are playing you know what i mean like recently i've been getting into like like my youtube recommendations have been giving me foreign jazz like from the 70s and 80s and like i got introduced to the music of uh rio fukui who's a um a japanese jazz pianist from like the 60s to 80s that put out maybe three or four albums but every single one is just beautiful all the way through mm. so so it's like i i understand wanting to focus your efforts into one thing because a jack of all trades is a master of none i get that and that's me i'm a master of none and i'm loving mm -hmm. it but i understand wanting to do a more focused effort but it's just not for me <laughs> yeah so what is what is the future for touch biloxi look like well hopefully after all this virus stuff is done with i'll have a couple of eps to put out some new songs to play live and uh, we'll be booking more shows i've got a great band uh, assembled with a uh, Travis Hamlet, formerly of Dread and currently of All Out Lie, and Tony Byrne uh, drumming for me, who is of his own project, Byrne, which was a really great uh, act. Definitely check that out. And um, I hope we can get out and show everybody how talented we are. Do some more shows. You've been doing a lot of writing since the, uh, the shutdown of the world. Absolutely. I, uh, I've kind of been sitting on... Uh, demos that have uh, a really good vibe to them that I just haven't been able to work out, you know? So I have this rap EP that has like five of the best beats I've made over the past couple of years that I just haven't sat down and written to, you know? And I'm thinking it'll mm -hmm. be one of the more focused efforts I've ever done because it's very, it's very downbeat. It's very lo-fi. It's really um, melodic and trappy. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to work on. And the, the rock effort uh, is going to be a lot of upbeat, uh, feel-good rock, just kind of a just kind of a pop rock thing to have fun with, you know? Yeah. No. Um, when do you expect to be done with the film? Or is it just kind of when it happens, when it happens? I'm hoping to have it out by Christmas. I like to do Christmas releases. Typically, uh, when I have a Touch Biloxi release, it'll come out either on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. I like to give gifts to the world in that way. <laughs> but uh, we're shooting for a Christmas r release. But right now, it's when it's done, it's done. And we won't rush it. Where can everybody find your content? Where can we find Touch Biloxi? Where can we find updates about the film? 
Absolutely. So every album, every EP, every song I've ever made and released is on touchbiloxy.bandcamp.com for free with the option to donate. You can also check out the trailer to the last letter on my YouTube, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash mushmouth TV. That's TV as in Touch Biloxy. And I'm also on SoundCloud as Touch Biloxy and most platforms as Mushmouth TV as well, such as Twitter and Instagram. I want to thank you very much for coming on and giving us some insights into the work that you're doing. Absolutely. And thank you for letting me do an interview naked. This has been a pleasant first. (laughs) The perks of being stuck at home. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Thank you again for listening to Delta Venture. If you'd like to learn more about Touch Biloxi or The Last Letter, you can find Mushmouth's social media in the episode description. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come back and listen. Hope you are all doing well and staying safe out there. And hey, thanks for tuning in.